Welcome to Hypertribes. It's the fifth episode. We are your hosts. I'm Amal. And I'm Abdurrahman. And today we've got a lot of things to cover because it's tech timber, uh, how the people from all over the world like to call it because there's a lot of going on in the world of tech. And believe it or not, we're still going to talk about Apple. As we usually do, we're still going to talk about Tesla. It seems like we can't, um, for the sake of not doing it, we, we can't skip talking about any of Elon Musk's projects, which is funny to me. Uh, but Unfortunately, I guess uh, uh, Tesla had an event, so we kind of have to talk about it. So yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, they had they had the uh, what what was what was it called? It's called it was called Battery Day. Something oh, the like Battery that. Day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or a battery event, something like that, where they discuss their new battery technology. Oh well. <laughs> uh, we're gonna talk about PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X because their prices got announced, the release dates, dates got announced, and Xbox dropped a um, kind of surprise announcement with the Xbox Series S, which is, um, it's, you know, entry-level next-gen console um, which is you know supposed to be cheap for everyone um, we're gonna talk about the new RTX 30 series from GeForce from Nvidia that's a new one that's a big one uh, they've announced that 8k gaming is now possible with the RTX 3 uh, 3090 well to some extent because it's still in the beginnings but you know gotta stay one step ahead of the consoles i guess um so consoles only 4k right i don't know in, on on the spec sheets they say the target is 8k so i don't mean i i don't know what they mean with target so could mean that eventually developers or not developers it will be available in in the in the um coming feature yeah, probably they have to catch up the PC, right? I mean, it's a, it's a, there is a big war going on. Yeah, um, it's it's an exciting month. We're gonna talk about um, the Porsche. Uh, what was it called? Taycan. Yeah, Taycan, and um, yeah, primarily like I've seen a lot of people are comparing the two vehicles, like new Porsche and the electric Porsche versus Tesla because of course yeah um they they kind of um have different they have different feels to them like porsche is um in the industry for a long time they they kind of know what they're doing while tesla is uh they're better with their battery technology so it's really interesting to see like those two worlds collide yeah Tesla is trying to uh, implement their standard uh, vehicle architecture, something that Porsche is, li- is really good at, while Porsche is trying to implement the battery technology, which is where Tesla is good at. So it kind of it's a really interesting mesh. Nice. We're still yeah. going to talk about the well, not the Epic and Apple um, lawsuit that's going on, but we're gonna talk about the new project, uh, a new non, 
non-profit organization that's been um, made with um, Spotify, Epic against Apple and Google. It's called appfairness.org. Uh, we're going to talk about that and uh, a little more if we have the time at the end. I kind of feel like we'll um, go down a rabbit hole of some uh, random stuff. Like, yeah, like as we, we always usually do. do. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, so the first thing, first things first, right? Um, the the Apple event that that was going on uh, September fifteenth. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen that many interesting things from the event. I was kind of hoping they would release new Macs, but they didn't. And I ca- I. I, I that was my prediction they would release new Macs quickly but unfortunately not so some rumors are saying they're gonna release them uh, by the end of this month they'll have another conference or the end of the next month I'm not sure so it's it's a rumor we'll see um, there because it's an online event I guess they realize they can do multiple online they can do multiple online events so they didn't yeah they exactly. they don't have to release everything in one event so they'll probably do another one for max yeah also one surprise is that they didn't announce a new iphone for the first time so uh maybe that's also in the, in the that's next, been postponed for, for october i think as well uh, there's no uh, exact date but it's said that to be um you know the beginning of octo- october or something mm, yeah so um yeah, I guess that that's more interesting than this event. This event is mostly about software, and there is new Apple Watch, but yeah, but it's kind of the same as the old one. What did they announce? They just announced the Apple Watch Series Six. Yeah, they announced and the new they iPads. officially, yeah, new iPad. They officially released iOS 14, and the thing that we talked about in the last episode, they actually didn't implement their new privacy policy in the browser oh they did not so yeah unfortunately other apps like facebook will still track you and using that uh, advertising advertisement id uh, let me check um, it has a weird name it's called idfa so yeah they i guess they kind of tested the waters a bit by saying they were gonna impl- they, they'll implement that um by default it'll be blocked so then all the ad companies they uh, like they attacked apple and they were complaining that they will lose all their money which i hope they do <laughs> so <laughs> apple um kind of realized maybe it's uh maybe it's, 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 a uh, it's not, not a good yeah, move not a good move and it's a it's a battle they, they'll have to win some um, other time perhaps it's gonna um, come in a patch future patch i don't know yeah maybe they'll sneak it in without telling anyone so um, ios 14 got released just the day after that um, obviously we covered everything that's going on in ios 14 in the first episode in our podcast you can go check that out if you want um, we're just gonna go over it briefly um, you know you know you have your uh, widgets on the home screen now 
you have an app library now where you can see all your apps uh, categorized on one spot uh, some features got you know sh shrunken down for example siri and calls uh, they're no longer full screen they're just you know one icon on the screen so it doesn't cover up whatever you're doing right now um, some improvements to the messages um, texting of, of course new emojis stickers um, some improvements to the maps app etc etc so if you want to check it out um, uh, make sure to listen to the first episode of hyperthread other than that I think um, there's not much else to add I guess yeah uh, until they release the new Mac Apple I'm sorry but iOS 14 is not that interesting um, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, are they going to release the new Mac with, with their um, IRM technology with uh, Apple Silicon? They have to. Yes or I, no? I, I, because I, I need I, to know. <laughs> probably <laughs> not, but uh, they should. And I kind of want to see um, how, good it is, how good is it. Can they deliver on their promise? If they can, then um, I'm going to wait at least a year then buy the second generation because probably it will be twice as fast yeah probably yeah yeah so um i'm, I'm, I'm waiting for that event to happen so uh, uh we'll see so yeah uh what about the ipad air is it any good mm, people say it's really good um i mean iPads are kinda in uh, future-proof. They have really good processors. They have really good screens. They work. They have updates for like uh, a couple of years. So people who buy iPads tend to really like them and get used to them. It's it's uh, it's a different story than an, than a phone. You don't have to change it that much. It's, it's a device that can it's basically used just for its screen and screens last a long time so yeah. there is no point in um, updating I mean I think I had a, I think I have a, a really old iPad which doesn't receive updates anymore and I'm still using it because it, it's ju it just works it has a bigger screen and you can watch YouTube on yeah. it so yeah I mean I, I think it will be good like all iPads are really good. Yeah, I'd imagine. Um, what I want to know is why they separate uh, their announcements of iPad um, and uh, iPad, iPad Pro. Um, yeah, they kind of... It's kind of um, weird. Yeah, who knows what they're up to. Um, Apple is trying to hide their game or, their, um, or they want to drop something amazing in the next event we'll see maybe they, j they just didn't have anything else to announce this event so maybe announcing only the apple watch series 6 was a bit awkward to begin with so <laughs> imagine that uh, yeah but i, I I'm, I'm still like i'm kind of sad that no one is doing um uh, smart watches as good as Apple is doing um, like why why is Google uh, 
not into smartwatches. Well, Google uh, doesn't have Samsung also. Google doesn't have any hardware when it comes to smartwatches, but they do have the um, Android Wear. Wear OS. So yeah, but Wear OS is pretty bad com if you compare. Yeah, it to it's kind of lackluster when yeah. you compare it to to the um, Watch OS. So yeah. But didn't Google, I think they bought Fitbit, right? Yep. So yeah, they're, they're trying to move in. So they have like a hardware company now. So all they have to do is sit down and write a good software and that's it. Yeah, we'll see about that. I hope yeah. they, they can come up with something because, you know. Yeah, the more competition, the better. We'll have a, a, a face-off between android and apple again it's not i mean on the mobile side it's pretty close it's really good on both sides yeah um but for watches it's still like apple only yep all right yeah so moving on to our next theme i guess and it's playstation 5 versus xbox series x um and kind of i'm kind of surprised by the actual prices because uh, Microsoft said that they would go cheaper than the um, PlayStation 5, uh, no matter what the price will be. But they went ahead and announced the price before PlayStation, so that was kind of confusing for me. I mean, what? Yeah, Microsoft is doing some... Um, I think initially when they introduced Xbox, they did the same thing they were um, selling it at a really low price and they didn't actually make any profit so they were kind of losing money for a couple of years before they started to uh, establish themselves as a serious competitor and then they started earning money so yeah it took them a long time so maybe they're con doing the same thing even even now like they'll they lose money on purpose just to um, improve the sales hopefully making a bigger audience hopefully attracting more developers to release exclusively on xbox so like it's a man but let like me tell you do they they really have some naming issues their naming consistency <laughs> is like the first xbox is just xbox then xbox 360 then xbox one then xbox series i, I mean what yeah what's going on <laughs> can you just i mean playstation one to five is it is it that hard to do yeah i don't, like I don't see any do issues there yeah they should they should do xbox five till one and then go in in minus one minus two <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so, i don't know like if they don't want to be like sony they can do it in reverse they can start with a version 10 and then go down or something like that yeah there's 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 the alphabet there's so many things i don't know yeah. so what's the deal um the playstation 5 um got announced at 399 dollars for the digital version and the disc version at 499 dollars so the only difference between between those two is that the digital version doesn't have a disc drive and that's it the specs are completely identical so the disc version has a 4k ultra hd 
Blu-ray slot. Obviously, if you own a lot of PlayStation 4 games or early, earlier, that's going to be the console for you. Otherwise, you know, we're living in the 21st century. Everyone's going to have super fast internet. You can download those games. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure who's still using the discs. I personally would never uh, buy a disc. And I think games are more expensive if you're buying a disc, right? I guess if you... Well, it, they go for the retail price of around $60 uh, most of the time. But the thing is, if you own a PlayStation 4 right now and have like... You know, there's a lot of people who have like 100 games. Mm. And they have like shelves full of PlayStation 4 games. You know, you can't mm, yeah. have them all on the disc. So I guess it's a good way to, I don't know. Yeah, so you, you kind of ha- you need to have your favorite games um, on a disc. And then stuff you play in between. You download on your hard drive, then you can delete it later. But uh, what's the size storage, size of the storage? Like, is um, it, uh, it's kind of weird because they are doing some kind of custom S, uh, NVMe SSD. Um, it's around eight hundred and ninety gigabytes, which is a kind of strange number. <laughs> yeah, why? Why not one terabyte and that's it? Yeah, they could have said one terabyte and gone away with it, but I guess. I don't know. It's a custom NVMe storage. It's super fast. It's set to be um, 5.5 gigabytes per second, um, and nine up to nine gigabytes compressed. So it's super fast. Uh, but it can't do 8K. Well, the thing is, it's gonna go. F- 4k up out of the box but on their website it says up to 8k and up to um, 120 fps so i don't know what that means it says performance target so i don't know what they mean with that ah yeah it's a fancy way of saying um probably there will be 8k but no (laughs) yeah i mean i guess 8k is still you know in the stars if you want a decent gaming monitor or TV, you got oh, yeah. paid tens of thousands of dollars right now, I think. Yeah, I guess even 4K is an overkill, so... I mean, we're still getting into 4K territory right now. A lot of developers still have to update their games to support 4K, let, let alone 8K. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, um, well, we, w- which one would you pick? Like... Let's say money is not an issue. Well, since they're both the same price, I'm actually going to go for the PlayStation 5. Really? Yeah. But uh, what about games? Like, do they have exclusive content? I only saw one exclusive game for the PS5 right now, and it's Harry, Pot- Harry Potter or something. Or, or um, Hogwarts, was it? <laughs> And I'm super excited about yeah, that yeah. one. It's kind of an open world <laughs> RPG, I think. I oh, love those nice. games, man. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, um, when it comes to the Xbox Series X, 
um, there's pretty similar um, specs. Uh, it says up to 8K, 8K as well, although um, the Xbox Series S is gonna be uh, way less um, powerful. So it's gonna be your kind of entry level to next gen gaming. Uh, it's retailed at uh, $299 and it doesn't have a disk drive. It's got uh, 412 gigabytes NVMe storage um, and it's gonna run games at 2K 60 FPS. So you know, if you don't have, if you don't own a 4K TV, or just you know want to start out with with the next gen, next gen gaming, um, this is probably the console um, for you. Uh, the good thing um, about Xbox right now is they say um, thousands of games will be backwards compatible, so you can play even games from the first or second Xbox if you want. So that's that's wow, a, that's really nice. That's a great thing, yeah. I would personally go for the Series S. It's kind of crazy that when you think about it, like for three hundred dollars, you basically you, you cannot buy even uh, a decent graphics card. Um, actually, you can buy, but it's you still can not now. the high end. You can now with um, the RTX thirty series, but uh, more on that a little bit later. Uh, so yeah it's kind of crazy they can buy a whole gaming console uh for as little as uh three hundred dollars and then you, can, you have to this whole e ecosystem of um games and players you can basically um uh, play online i guess uh, is i guess there will be free games also right um i don't know probably because Xbox is uh, will and has been the go-to place for um, indie developers. So, um, if you love a lot of indie games such as Minecraft, probably Xbox is for you. Mm, nice. Uh, we also uh, for forgot to mention the Xbox Series X, the big one, is gonna cost four hundred and ninety-nine. So. I don't yeah, know. That's, that's the the Series S kind of looks to me as if 512 gigabytes isn't going to be enough. So you're going to probably end up wanting to expand it. And you're also going to need a second controller if you want to, you know, play um, two-player games. And you're still probably going to have to spend more than $400 there still yeah uh, yeah i'm not sure about gaming on a console on a joystick when i'm so used to mouse and a keyboard but i think people uh tend to switch easily from what i've heard um it, it's it's kind of neat to play on just one device instead of mouse and a keyboard but yeah. still, like I, I, I'm so used to the mouse and the keyboard. I'm not sure if I'm, if if I'll be able to switch to to uh, console gaming. Yeah, probably just depends on the game, right? 
I mean, if if it's a side-scroller game like like Rayman and Super Mario, um, you're probably better yeah, off with yeah. a you know joystick. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned the RTX three thirty series, like. Yep. Um, it's because I read somewhere that PS five PlayStation five would be so so powerful that. It will be above what high-end PCs can do right now. Um, like it will have some kind of uh, SSD inside a graphics card. You can load ZBrush models directly without compressing the data. But yeah, that's that's what they've been advertising. But nobody knows and if it's true until I guess it comes out. They did show some kind of uh, game playing where they show like these incredible details. So uh, I guess it's it's already there. It's just um, developers have to uh, use the new Unreal Engine and yeah. Yeah, they showed a few demos actually. They showed one demo of GTA V running at 4K where virtually there was no popping in and loading when you you know fly through the city you can see almost wow. almost as far as y- you know you can go nice the render distance was crazy yeah so i guess nvidia has an answer to this um, nvidia is coming to save the pc world yeah and they infuriated a lot of you know 20 series owners with the price What's the problem with the price? Well, you can buy a RTX 3070 right now for $499. What? That's cheap? Yep, and um, they said that the RTX 3070 is faster in performance than the 2080. And the 2080 was thousands of dollars. I mean, that's so funny to me. It's so crazy. But didn't they? But they have a history of doing that. Like I, I remember Titan, Nvidia Titan, right? It was like a thousand dollars, and then just half a year later, they released a new series, like 1080 or something like that, which was f- almost the same performance, and like five hundred dollars instead of a thousand dollars. Yeah. So they kind of they kind of do this periodically, where they would hype something. And then release uh, a new series of graphics cards, which are par- more powerful and much cheaper than w- what they used to sell. Yeah, I think the wow. Titan was kind of an enthusiastic thing. I mean, for enthusiasts, mm. I I don't know how how much it costed back there back then. I think it was around ten thousand dollars. I don't know. I'm I'm just. Um, blabbling on top, on, on top of my head um, but yeah. the thing yeah, is it was something expensive yeah the thing is I think um, it's it's <laughs> kind of the the story story with the, the Apple um, Apple computer that was announced that costs fifty thousand dollars or you remember the um, Apple tires for the <laughs> for the Apple computer 
for the Mac, you know? for the Mac Pro. Um, ah, yeah, I know. I, they yeah, were selling uh, tires uh, for seven hundred dollars. <laughs> I mean, what? Yeah, I mean, they uh, they they are not tires. They are rollers or something like that. So yeah. I would I wouldn't call them tires because it, you cannot inflate them. But still, yeah. I mean, they're selling a stand for a thousand bucks, right? Yep. <laughs> Pe- people made a lot of. Uh, they they made a lot of jokes around. I think that, it's just a publicity stunt and you know showing but off that you actually have money. It's, pr- it's it's pretty simple when you think about it. Like someone on Reddit was really um, had an interesting theory about that. Like, why is it a thousand bucks? So his reasoning is like this apple has a calculator so you put in a price of the thing you're selling of the main thing and then all the accessories are calculated based on the base price so if the monitor is 5k yeah stand (laughs) is 1k (laughs) like if you if they're selling uh, a band for uh like uh, their watches and the watch is like five hundred dollars instead of five thousand the band is 20 percent of that yeah the band is something like that so I- they have like this this calculator where they calculate the price so it ended up to be like 1k which is outrageous but still yeah i mean um yeah so it, it, it's an interesting theory like why is it 1k nobody knows i mean there's no way it, it it is actually worth 1k but never mind yeah of course of course i mean the whole mac pro is is kind of weird um well don't get don't me wrong it. it's it's got its use it's a workstation you know if you compare it to dell's workstation uh for example it's probably similar in price um but the thing yeah, is maybe yeah if you go right now to the dell's um, official page mm, and okay. want to buy Dell's workstation. I don't know how they call it. Uh, if you want what, like one terabyte of RAM or something crazy, um, you know, yeah, you, yeah, you're yeah, gonna you're right. come up with 30k really fast. You're right. Yeah, I, w- I was I was thinking I would compare. I was comparing it to a normal PC, but in reality, it's a workstation. Yeah, you're it's right. It's a workstation exactly. So it shouldn't be compared to a normal pc yeah it's it's a different uh, totally different use case um so yeah i mean what's up with these 30 series rtx so as Is nvidia really stated it's the biggest leap and uh, between generations in in the history of the company which is kind of exciting if you think about it at this price point i mean the 3070 is for 500 bucks the 3080 is 700 bucks and the 3090 um which supports by the way 8k gaming and has 24 gigabytes of uh ddr6x memory it's well yep it's crazy um can i run the whole operating system on it i don't know can i run my whole machine on it i've already seen people play on it like for example Linus Tech Tips and MKBHD they put out uh, videos playing on on 8k 
And you know what? Um, they've been playing at ultra at nearly 60 FPS steadily. So, I, you know, seeing that was super exciting. But um, it's going to cost um, $1,500. So, yeah. Yeah, but still, like, if you can... Um, I think the real use of that would be in VR, virtual reality, because it has so much power, it can actually render 3D space around you in such a high mm, exactly and you just have to broadcast the image uh, so i'm guessing like um the real power of that graphics will come from um rendering like virtual reality because it's it's an area where we still lack good hardware yeah apparently then the it's it's a complete you know it's a graphics card or i should say technology built from scratch they call it ampere um, it's the second gen RTX architecture which supports, you know, ray tracing, second gen ray tracing cores, uh, third gen tensor cores. Um, it's super exciting stuff. And you know who else loves the 30 seri series? The cryptocurrency uh, miners. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. So. Nobody could actually buy anything on Amazon um, when the graphics cards uh, went live, specifically the the um, 3080, because they have been bots um, inflating the prices of the cards. So you, you they ended up, you know, pricing 3080s for about 20k or something stupid. What? Yeah, and you know what the solution was to that? on nvidia's website they just added a captcha and everything everything was fixed <laughs> no way yeah it's so stupid so what's what was the strategy like someone would uh block uh the selling of there was literally there was literally a bot going around buying buying all the um uh, 3080s for the normal price that is 700 bucks okay and so they're, they're actually buying them okay yep and reposting all those cards for you know 10 times the oh, price okay, okay. five times the price <laughs> which is crazy yeah uh, nvidia learning a lesson like you cannot have you cannot uh ignore the bots they will destroy you uh, that was so funny when i read it first it's crazy i mean the stuff people think about it it's it's a it, it amazes me like someone sat down and uh thought of this uh crazy way to earn money and yeah they come up bots i think those try. people are the most you know uh creative people out there yeah um yeah so talking about this thing um and the vr like i watched a really interesting conversation between mkbhd and mark zuckerberg mm, yeah and it's quite int interesting to see like from a perspective of someone who is who owns a virtual reality company like oculus rift um like what's what's his perspective what's mark's perspective on, on the whole thing because i kind of feel like it's going nowhere it's still not widely used it's still uh like people say it's still in beta like it never reached production mm. state and i felt like it's it's going down and not up 
and I'm not sure what's the problem. I guess it's the hardware. It's still like the technology is, I guess, like uh, maybe 10 or 15 years uh, in the future. I don't and know. Um, I, s I, I heard him talk about their headset was uh, kind of a bit big and heavy on their heads, on people's heads. So they came up with a new model of the Oculus Rift, right? Yeah, they have a new model where they uh, removed a bunch of stuff. And yeah, and, they they, and like it's a... super weight, lightweight. Uh, they have like, um, you know, rubber bands. It's light on your head, so you basically don't get strained on your head. Yeah, but um, I was kind of interested in his perspective on why is it so important to invest in these technologies? Because it's, it's like... A, it's all about the future and we discussed that in the last episode like companies that are betting on the future are those those companies who will survive next 10 or 15 years so i guess that's their long shot so now right now they're buying instagram whatsapp and those uh, those apps that's like a like medium term strategy but long, yeah, long but term yeah but yeah exactly guess, nobody nobody AR. can guarantee you that those apps will will be viable in the future and successful and that was his point like he sees vr as a new technology that will transform everything so he kind of he mentioned to mkbhd like he was uh, telling him like imagine if you're like doing a review of a phone in vr and i can actually take that phone and you can discuss it with me live as if I'm next to you or you can do it with your audience so everyone is like in the presence of MKBHD like he's he's reviewing a phone and you you're there watching it interacting with the with a, with a person wow. um, so that's that that was that's his like end goal but like how would that work even what what would I, what what would I be picking up when I pick up his phone what would I be picking yeah, up in so real life yeah, am I supposed to have some haptic feedback or is it just you know visually yeah it, I, I'm not sure like specifically but um, theoretically there will be a 3d object you can rotate with your hands it's not um, it wouldn't it will be something close to a real representation um, of the object so if it's a phone then it's like a 3d model of the phone I guess so you can uh, pick it up and explore explore it a bit of course in virtual reality so um, he, ca he has interesting perspective on it and he's saying that the goal of uh, VR is to convince you that there is a presence of someone around you that's spooky and yeah and he's saying like that's where the next it will open up so many doors that kind of technology f um, and I'm thinking um, yeah I mean imagine if you can work uh, at a company remotely and actually be in their offices that's like um, it's like a perfect mix of remote and on-site work like if they yeah. can really deliver that promise then you would actually work with someone across the globe um, as if he's sitting next to you so you can talk with him you can interact him or her and exchange ideas like you would not lose on the presence aspect let's say so it's kind of interesting I'm, I'm it's still like far ahead but 
it's it's always interesting to see like a perspective of someone who is investing so much money in the technology and one of the things he mentioned was like the spatial audio so you um you kind of have to nail that part so you're really convinced that someone is next to you and because the sound is coming from that place oh yeah that as well you probably need a bunch of microphones yeah my um you have to yeah like uh, record you need to have more uh, more microphones you have to have like better uh uh, speakers or um yeah surround sound sound, etc um but the one thing i'm thinking is like how will they can combat the the sickness the the feeling of um nausea when you're using ar because uh, vr because uh, people report that after a while you kind of get sick and i was reading upon that and i realized it's um basically it's a discrepancy between what you see and what your uh, ears are reporting to your brain so if there is a mismatch between the two what you see and what you hear um, and your brain is if your brain is not convinced that you're um, that they're they're not in sync it will actually uh, the brain is thinking you're poisoned because uh, oh, I mean you're poisoned that, that that's what's happening like they're um, you're kind of you're losing your um, sense touch with reality and then you will instinctively try to vomit so um, yeah that happens with VR because the resolution is still not perfect and you kind of feel like you're riding this roller coaster but your uh, ears are picking up something else and your brain is not convinced you're actually in the roller coaster but you see like that you are and that that's where the uh, sickness comes in so same same with the if you're riding a car and then you're looking down it there's a i mean you're looking down and it feels like you're uh, not moving but your ears are picking up different things different sounds as if you are oh yeah so um kind of seasickness like, as well yeah also also seasickness so um one solution that i found on internet i mean people claim that if you would tilt your head a bit that would um uh, kind of trick the brain into thinking that one ear is uh, reporting something different than the other and it will not break it will like um, convince your head that uh, you are actually um, it, 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 I mean you're not um, you, you, there is a, like a synchronicity between your uh, eyes and your ears oh uh, I see because because what uh, what you're hearing is not uh, the same on both ears so um, your brain kind of thinks something is going on you're, you're moving or you're not moving so it's it's it's, it's kind of confused so y- you don't get the sickness um, but someone someone was saying like if you're in a VR headset all you have to do is you have a uh, put a fan in front of you that will blow air to you on your face and that's enough to convince your brain you're actually moving and <laughs> really? some people some people say it works some people say it doesn't so it's it's kind of crazy to think uh, like you have to trick your brain into um believing you're actually moving when you're not etc so it's, it's it's crazy um but yeah um it was really su- super interesting video i think uh, people can go to uh, mkbhd's uh, youtube channel and watch it um it's interesting to see like what's coming what's the um like 
what are the uh, elite business uh, people are actually investing their money in, like what they think is the future. So it's 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 good to keep in mind. So what about um, AR? Um, VR is obviously virtual reality. AR is augmented reality. Um, that's kind of interesting. Um, uh, Mark is not that uh, hyped about AR. Oh really? In his eyes, yeah, it's 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 kind of okay. It's it has its place. It's interesting, but it's not revolutionary. While I think it, it is. I think it's it's uh, it's better to work on AR because it's much closer to what we have and the technologies we currently have. And to prove that, you can try, try Google Glass. People say it's 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 an amazing device. It's unbelievable what um, Google Glass can do. And it's it's just a normal glass. Oh I mean, wow, Google Glass. Glasses, yeah. Remember yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's crazy. They sh they shut down the project almost. I mean, you can still buy it for a ridiculous price. But it was like just to show the potential. I guess it's a tool to show that Google has um, good AR capabilities. Like they have SDKs. They're pushing that side of things. So they made this hardware just to show off their technology. Mm. Um, and I think it's it's that should be the focus for the next couple of years and not virtual reality because AR is almost it's here like you can you can build glasses with AR. The only problem is you don't have um, interesting use cases. So uh, I guess that's where um, developers come in and um, yeah, you have to be should, creative. You have to be creative. But uh, I think technology is there. It's just just that we lack software. So yeah, it's kind of interesting. Um, uh, Mark is not that uh, big on AR. So um, my feeling is that it's it's more realistic, and it will uh, we'll see more things in AR before VR is ready. Yeah, I think too. Actually, I mean, it would be amazing if, if you could, you know, uh, pull out your phone and point your camera towards an object uh, and it can tell you all about that object that that would be a start i mean that would be amazing but, I, yeah, we, I mean one we kind of have something similar right now if you you know photograph products google can um find you that product on on, on amazon or wherever but you know actually being able to you know point at someone maybe a person or a car and it's telling you real time you know it's that car and it, it has so much horsepower it costs so much yeah, yeah you can yeah. buy it here that that would be an amazing experience for me yeah i mean for selling it, it's a whole new world like um and you can help it can help that uh, you can help the ar software like you can uh, program it to identify certain tags and then you yeah but with, with machine so learning make it better machine, machine learning, learning yeah but but also like uh, um, you can use like hardware tags to indicate to broadcast some data so ar can pick it up and show it uh, yeah exactly etc um yeah so it's 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 kind of um it has a lot of potential so we'll see how it goes um yeah Speaking of MKBHD, um, he actually made a video about the new 
well it's not new anymore but the Porsche Taycan recently um, it's in his autofocus series and I think it's his sixth episode and um, he was really amazed at the uh, interior design and materials that Porsche has made and he says um, it's probably the best driving electric vehicle to, uh, to date yeah that just shows how uh, how much stuff Tesla has to work on besides the battery technology yeah and he said at the end at the end of the video if Taycan had the the same range and the same battery stations across America he, he would probably switch yeah I, I thought that's impossible like I thought Tesla is um, the Tesla experience is way better than what other traditional car manufacturers can do but as it turns out no like there is some real um, hard-earned experience coming from the traditional automakers which kind of gives me hope that uh, electric cars coming from like traditional manufacturers are going to be really good yeah yeah actually um, seeing that hearing that from him actually made me excited about you know the other man manufacturers like Volkswagen Toyota I mean imagine if, if their cars are half as good they're probably good electric cars uh, yeah and I think the Tesla technology battery technology um, other people other companies will like eventually catch up it's just a matter of um, investing more money and um, the problem is Tesla is they kind of took the, the best people in battery space and they partnered with them so they have the best technology oh and yeah I think they it also helps that Tesla um, Elon Musk was doing a PhD in batteries they actually so he bought a few companies that, that, that are specialized with, with batteries <laughs> uh, yeah and I went deep into this and like I was trying to figure out like why is it Tesla like what's special about their um, range as it turns out their battery technology is not that better what they did is they kind of took off some risky bets they removed a lot of uh, car parts to improve their uh, air efficiency drag efficiency so they're kind of um, they have the best air uh, air dynamics in the mm. industry so that 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 in a combination with um, interesting choice of using independent motors to power the car instead of trans instead of doing it traditional way and it was a bit risky to introduce such a thing uh, because no one is doing it so they did manage to pull off and they kind of took approach of improving small things but it, in the end it, it 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 adds up oh yeah so they have so they have like um it's not double the range but close to double the range of what other electric cars are um, capable of and recently they had that battery event where they announced another improvements in their batteries and they claim like right now you can get tesla model s plaid it's a new version yeah i've heard about that yeah like with 520 miles of range with which if you convert it, it's oh, like wow. 800 kilometers so 800 kilometers like it's it's so good like it's it's almost um well that, that's it i mean that's it yeah 
I'm getting 800 kilometers with my car. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's uh, what typical gasoline cars are are doing these days, and it's just a start. Like you can buy that car, you can pre-order it. I guess it's not yet available, but it, um, and uh, I mean it's it's almost to the point where there will be no uh, penalties using if you're using electric car. That's amazing. Um, yeah, but think about this: like they will not give you a model 3 with that kind of range and there is an interesting idea that i uh, watched a youtube video some guys saying like his theory is that with the new technology with the new uh, technology that they're developing they will not make like a thousand mile uh, thousand mile uh, range electric car they will not um they will not overdo it because they will hinder their sales right now so they kind of don't want to do it they want they don't they're not overhyping it oh i see and what what it means is that they'll shrink the batteries uh even more so with the better technology they will not give you a better range they will just shrink the batteries a bit and shrinking the batteries will improve everything about the car it will be uh it will weigh less which means it will uh need a lesser battery if it's closer to the center um, it will have better um, riding efficiency. I mean, it will be easier to corner in all these things. So it's similar thing with, with uh, what they're, what they're doing with phones. They're they're not giving you like um, th three four days of battery on a phone. They'll just they just keep um, shrinking the phone um, size. Yeah, exactly. As they as they as they improve the battery, so like his theory is that tesla is doing the same so um it's really awesome like what their current technology is but it, imagine if, if you if you have like um 600 miles or 700 miles uh, electric car i mean something that can go beyond what traditional um gasoline cars can do it's it's amazing yeah i guess uh, they are working as i'm reading um on making the first twenty five thousand dollar electric car from tesla and which yeah i mean you know which is amazing for the you know regular consumer i guess and and elon musk he's 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 saying like well we have improved our efficiency so much in in the way we produce cars in the way we architecture our cars that no one can compete and yeah we'll kind of we'll see that because i think volkswagen has a better production manufacturing um process uh, capability yeah process capabilities and tesla for sure because they're much longer in the business so we'll see like how the new electronic golf electric golf uh, turns out to be i think it will be really good um, alternative to tesla especially <laughs> in europe when is it coming out uh, actually um people are driving the prototypes right now so it's already like Testing and stuff. But yeah, it's but for but testing for testing purposes. So I guess like either this or next year, I think. Um, oh, I see. Um, but there is this guy whose name is Jeff Dan. He's one of the guys who pioneered the lithium-ion battery. So actually, Tesla is partnering partnering up with him to produce their next uh, breakthrough in battery technology and. 
um, they, they already have like the best uh, columbic efficiency of any battery and I was googling this like what is it the, the, the columbic efficiency and it's basically the, the amount of energy you put in you should expect the same uh, amount of energy back but because it's a battery of course you will lose some um, energy and you want to keep as much energy as possible so currently most of the batteries are 99.90 percent um, efficient oh wow and yeah which will give you around 500 cycles so tesla has like 2000 cycles right now so it's 99.95 so it's just 0.05 of difference and the the goal is to be like 99.99 percent which is uh, amazing it's like i don't know maybe 5000 cycles wait what so does it mean after 2000 cycles you have to replace the battery after 2000 cycles i think you will lose uh their claim is that you will not lose uh, more than 90% of the battery capacity after 2000 cycles. So uh, you kind of... Which is still okay, I guess. It's pretty good. Like you can, you can like ride a Tesla for 10 years before you have to uh, remove your battery. That's but amazing. Replace your battery. Yeah, but their plan is to make it like um, 20, 30 years. So you kind of have to you don't have to think about it so you buy a car and it will um, last for a long time so um yeah it seems like electric cars are the future like yeah for sure what i've seen yeah i mean they would they would uh, i wish they would team up with other manufacturers for example uh a crossover between tesla and porsche would be amazing you know yeah yeah definitely imagine one company buying the other Oof. But if we are talking about that, we have a na- our neighbor, um, Rimats. Rimats. He's doing something like that, right? He's selling his electric technology, um, batteries and software to other car manufacturers. So he's basically um, involved in. Is he was he the, was his company the one who actually implemented the batteries in po- Porsche? Taycan or or is it like built-in house? I wouldn't know. I, I, I know for sure that he's selling his technology to some um, Scandinavian sports car manufacturer. So they have like electric sports cars and it's his technology. So he's kind of um, just focusing on technology and selling it to other car, car manufacturers. So he's like doing his thing and he's letting them do, do their own thing. And it's like a really nice chemistry. Oh, it's like the uh, Intel Apple thing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it, it, they're not like buddies anymore. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they used to be buddies. They used to be. Nice. I'm well. I'm excited for the electric car future. Actually, I'm. I'm actually looking to buy one in the future. Um, Definitely. Me. Me too. But you know. Well, we live in a place where um, we don't have an infrastructure that will support electric cars right now. Damn so, it! Which is which is really bad. I guess if you buy a, a small car, such as the um, what was it called? I forgot. Uh, where you can drive it around in the city for one two days and come back home, um, refill it 
recharge it overnight and um, do the same again but smart right something like that yeah but anything um, beyond the city is out out of question I guess yeah um, yes Tesla superchargers are not did, we don't have uh, any in Bosnia and uh, we have the, we have I think two or three I've seen uh, one in um, the SSCC center yeah but it's it's electric charger it's not a supercharger that Tesla is using so um, but is it is it comp compatible with Tesla I think it is in a sense that Tesla will give you an adapter so you can hook up to those standard chargers oh I, think I see so. I'm not sure I see um, yeah but the closest one is in uh, Croatia I think Oh, they have like a supercharger snap. for Tesla, so yeah. But if you're talking about like these long-range vehicles, like yeah, it's 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 okay. Like most of the Europe is is um, filled with superchargers. Yeah, if uh, if you own a Tesla right now in Sarajevo, you probably can plan a trip to Europe and have um, a recharge station somewhere. Yeah, you have to be careful with your planning and also, I mean, Tesla, you can charge it with your standard wall socket. I mean, they provide you an adapter so you can hook it up to normal, uh, like 220 volts. Um, That's nice. It, 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 it will take a day or two to fill up, but still, um, you have an option and that's kind of what people are saying about electric cars. It's really convenient. Like if you have a garage, you can come back charge it to 80 percent and then you're ready for the next day so yeah, exactly. when you go if you really if you're going on a longer trip you can um, charge it to 100 percent and go but like for 90 percent of the commutes you're doing it's just around the city eventually go to a neighboring city so it's still re relatively close so you can charge it at home easily like you don't need a supercharger yeah so, yeah great that's, that's interesting yeah so there's one more topic uh, i would like to touch on and, and that that's the app fairness organization have you heard about that one um no i'm kind of surprised that um, there is something like that it's basically a coalition between epic games spotify and a bunch of other companies such as deezer um proton mail you know um, blockchain base camp uh they banded together wow yep yeah, they banded together and made appfairness.org it's a non-profit organization that's you know basically battling apple and google and its app policies and what that means um they put up three basic issues on their website that that's that are going on in the um respective stores right now and it's one of those things you mentioned last um, podcast that, you know, it's Apple, it's their territory, let them do what they want. But I guess they're at, at, at one point that they're so big that some kind of scrutiny has to happen. Um, Apple basically yeah, I mean, almost holds the monopoly when it comes to apps installed on iPhones because... Uh, the only the second option if you want an app on, on an iPhone installed 
except uh, the App Store is some kind of routing installing uh, was it Magisk? I forgot. I think yeah um, for each iOS it's different I think you have to um, wait for the hack to be um, released I think the last hack was for iOS 11 I think oh really um, yeah the new ones you cannot root yeah there is there, there is no uh, root available I mean there there is no uh, tool available that can root your phone so all in all Apple makes and um, here it is 15 billion dollars a year from only taxes from its app store wow 15 billion yeah, that, that's where their initial goal yeah that's why they build it and when you think about it 30 percent i mean uh 30 percent is a is a number that exists nowhere in the world in in any industry for a tax except in apple app store um which is kind of the same when you, <laughs> when you think about it so that's that's the first point point they uh, brought up um 30 percent it's bullying people to pay 30 percent or deny access to their market um which is kind of a bummer when you think about it especially those yeah. apps who are supposed to be alternatives to iphone's own apps i mean they have to go against their apps and pay 30 percent um revenue yeah it's Tax. tough sorry what what, I, what i'm um, concerned about is they have to go against google and apple and their their companies that have so much money that um yeah we'll see like i hope um i i guess they're they have problems those app stores but i'm not sure can they win this war i mean apple and google are really like powerhouses yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, probably, if 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 they can see reason, I don't see why they why they can't you know lower some of those rules, make it more accessible to people. Um, but we'll see. Um, I, I don't know. So yeah, eventually, yeah, if it's less than thirty percent, I guess developers will benefit. So. Um, it's kind of good for the business but um, the business of developing apps but for Apple um, I'm not sure will they give give, give off 10% or 15 that easily but we'll see yeah the second issue is um, Apple uses its control of the um, iOS operating system system to favor itself by controlling the products uh, and features that are available so if someone puts up a weather app um, Apple will you know favor its own app or its own affiliates app so you'll be down way below same thing happened with uh, spotify music and um apple music and spotify so that in combination with the uh, 30 percent tax is really tough on some some um on some uh, developers on the app store which is really a bummer uh, yeah uh yeah, Spotify. That's why Spotify joined this alliance. Uh, yeah, they they even have uh, case studies on apps that that have been you know ruined by by Apple. For example, the the most prominent one being Kindle. Um, they literally um, 
well it says on, on their website uh, the kindle's popularity of for ebook reading is well recognized so too is amazon's uh, virtual warehouse of reading material uh, it makes sense that amazon allows its customers to read ebooks via kindle hardware or the K kindle app after all customers pay for the content and shall be able to use it wherever whenever whenever they choose however if a kindle customer wants to purchase an ebook from K kindle iphone app they're met with a confusing situation um, consumers can search for, for books even read samples but there's no option to purchase uh, yeah i was confused about that one when i when i downloaded their uh, the kindle app on iphone yeah i mean you can purchase um, using android or yeah i'm not sure you can do it on android but you it's the web definitely you can and then you purchase there then you have it on the I, they did it because they wanted to avoid the tax yeah it's just it's basically just apple controlling and stifling consumer choices i mean um apple prevents amazon from both selling books through kindle both on I ios and through kindle um which is really a bummer yeah so we'll see i hope like who has the best case may win but we'll see like um, there, there is a lot of lobbying and money involved um, who knows who will uh, who will win in the end and I'm not sure is this lawsuit like what's the time frame they're actually filling some uh, lawsuits right now um, there's gonna be some lawsuits uh, regarding this yeah I know Epic Games is already like suing Apple but I'm kind of curious to see, um, to hear um, at what stage is it and how long will it take before we've reached the final verdict. Yeah. And the third one is uh, Apple, the, the App Store limits consumer freedom. So basically, Apple doesn't have a monopoly on smartphones, but it's hard to say that they don't have a monopoly over iOS users. So if you want to, uh, you know, exist on mobile, you have to go through Apple. You know as a kind of gatekeeper so basically what that means everything goes through the app store yeah app store is the is the way is the best way to um, for them to earn money on the mobile platform so uh, yeah it, it's it will be definitely interesting to see how this plays out um, I mean I hope uh, you can check it out it's appfairness.org um, I hope it, it kind of works um, even more more companies as we speak are joining this this alliance um, it seems pretty active to me so I hope they get something out of it yeah I mean some some of the biggest names are in there so um, yeah we'll see and I think that marks the end of this episode. Uh, was a long one as well. Um, had a lot of to talk about. It's still Techtember. Uh, Techtober is coming up as well, so I'm excited for that one. Uh, a lot of things to cover. Uh, thank you all for listening. Um, we are now available on all platforms, all podcast platforms. So check us out. Uh, obviously if you're listening to anchor.fm you'll have all links available to you so basically every any um, 
uh, anyway you get your podcasts you will have hyperthread available so enjoy um, thank you again for listening and see you around yeah see you in the next episode guys bye bye bye